The internet is a fascinating place, and over the years it has provided tremendous resources to billions of people around the world. It's brought us closer, and it's divided us at the same time. People feel more empowered to make their voices heard. The problem is anonymity has seemingly eroded basic standards of kindness and decency. At least that's what it seems like when you look at the comment section on blogs, social posts, and more. The ways of communicating online is a massive problem and it affects our mental health, it affects how we see ourselves and our confidence levels and everything about it. It's just this constant cesspool of the worst parts of humanity. And we wanted to really try and solve that problem. That's where Yappa differentiates itself. Meet Kieran Sim, co-founder and COO of Yappa, an app that is hoping to make the internet a more conversational, a little less hostile, and at the bare minimum, more empathetic. On this episode of IT Visionaries, Kieran discusses how their conversation integration tool monitors and censors bad actors while simultaneously building a positive internet community and the benefits that brings to the internet as a whole. Plus, Kieran also details the importance of keeping a clean revenue stream and more. IT Visionaries is created by the team at mission.org and brought to you by Salesforce Platform, the number one cloud platform for digital transformation of every experience. Innovate fast, empower every employee, and scale with confidence from anywhere with a customer at the center of everything you do. Learn more at salesforce.com slash platform. Welcome everyone to another episode of IT Visionaries. And today we have the co-founder and COO of Yappa, Kieran Sim. Kieran, welcome to the show. How you doing? Um, I've been a big fan and I'm looking forward to, uh, to this show today. All right, let's get right to it. What exactly is Yappa? Because we've seen some of the literature on it. We've seen some of the partners you guys have established. It seems pretty popular or exciting technology. Why don't you share a little bit about what it is you guys do? Sure. So um, very quickly, Yapper is a, an audio and video conversational tool. We are platform agnostic, and that's one of the big differences in how we've approached this platform to other social media platforms. Um, so we live on the publisher's websites, just like a commenting tool would do. We live similarly in similar positions to where, where comment tools are usually placed. And you can leave a 45-second audio or video yap on you know, websites like IGN or on the Hill. You know, we, we've hit some really big strides in the last year. Um, so we can see Yap is now installed on about 485 million pages across the, United, across the, across the internet at the moment. And um, yeah, that's pretty much who we are and what we do. All right. So for our audience to compare this to something, I brought up uh, some different technologies in my research. Uh, I'm familiar with Discus and I'm also familiar with LiveFire, uh, some of the commenting tools that have been used previously. Uh, so this is most commonly for audience to kind of set up their m mindset. If you go to a website like, uh, let's say, an ESPN and you go down below, there's usually like a comment section. A lot of times those comment sections are not actually built into the website. They are an external third-party provider that does this. Now, there's something about Yappa that makes it uniquely different. What do you guys do that's uniquely different? But just a caveat there, ESPN no longer has comments on their site. I just thought I'd let you know that. Yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I'm dating myself. There's somewhere it's got comments. Yeah. I want to say, you know. Somewhere's got comments. Yeah, well, you know, I like, you know, I, I don't want to reveal actually where I go because uh, when Disney bought ESPN. They decided that comments are no longer relevant, so they decided to uh, 
to to switch them off. User generated content and Disney are no are not are not very good friends. Hey, listen, but. it is a uh, <laughs> it com- the comment section is often accessible. Not gonna lie, but <laughs> it is it, it is, and that's kind of like you know you just ask the question what makes us different. That's you know we approach this. We saw a gap in the market where you know this toxicity and the way we communicate is so unhealthy for 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 us as human beings. You know, for us emotionally, mentally. Um, how we can, how we develop these tools and ways of communicating online is a massive problem, and it affects our mental health. It affects our how we see ourselves, and you know our confidence levels, and and everything about it. Um, it's it's just a this constant cesspool of just the worst parts of humanity, and we wanted to really try and solve that problem, and that that's where Yappa differentiates itself from Discuss and from LifeWire and. From Facebook comments and from Spot I Am and other sort of like tech-based commenting solutions, which are great. Don't get me wrong; I'm not I'm saying that they're not at all. They have their place. But um, with Yappa, we decided that we wanted to really bring some ownership to what we say online. We don't have text-based comments, so we only offer audio or video comments, which really has um, brought a level of civility to our platform and to our community. Now, th- so I hope everyone caught that in, in Yappa, you can only leave comments via audio. So you upload your audio clip or you actually do a video and audio clip uh, or like movie, mini movie. Um, What what do you think? So I got to ask because part part of me hypothesizes that the reason why the comment section is so bad is the anonymity behind it. But then again, I see Facebook arguments all the time. People are totally open about (laughs) who they are and still arguing. Exactly. What, What happens when someone has to, let's say, record their audio or make a little video? What do you think happens into like their own personal, their digital filtration? Like what happens there? Well, I remember, you know, for everybody 30 and above, I remember when it just wasn't the norm to take selfies. You know, selfies and when, when Instagram first came out and it was like, why am I going to take a picture of myself? You know, why am I going to put this filter on? And I, I say this to say that habits can very quickly change. And what we deem to be acceptable um, in society can very quickly change out. It's like everybody takes selfies. Everybody applies filters. And it's the same thing with audio. You know, w- what we're seeing right now is it's kind of an explosion of audio based platforms that's, that's currently taking place around us. You know, with, with Clubhouse recently coming to the fore. And Facebook are now, you know, tipping their hat into some type of audio chat um, platform. You know, it's becoming a norm now for us to be able to interact in an audible format during our daily lives. And so what we found in the, when we first launched last year is that we were really targeting those early adopters. Yeah, like because if I think about if I think about anonymity, right, when, you know, that's why most of the time on Twitter, big boys, you know, three four, three, three, two, five has a lot to say because he's an egg, you know, and he doesn't or she doesn't have to reveal who she is or where they work or where they live. Like they'll say some of the nastiest things. But then I thought to myself, you know, on Facebook, people say nasty things, too. And they in supposedly Facebook is fully identified. But I think there is a little bit of extra uh, self filtration, like you were suggesting, when yes, it comes to is. leaving my au- certainly my leaving my video, but le- even leaving my audio, if I leave my voice behind you mentioned like people are potentially more civil in what they have to say. Yeah. I mean, well, you kind of just have to kind of like maybe even just take stock of your, of your own decisions you make, because even in, in just in life in general, you know, I would be careful to say, to say certain things to somebody in their face, you know, but you know, if I'm going to be hiding behind a keyboard and just like hurling grenades um, over, uh, you know, you know, from my keyboard, then it, there's, there's a lot less responsibility attached to that. 
you know, and um, when we're using our own voice, when you're using your own face, you know, and you're owning what you say, more than likely it's going to come out in a, in a much more palatable way, even if what you say I disagree with, you know, um, and that's uh, really what we feel as, as to why with Yappa, we've got on average less than 2% on our flag rates in terms of, you know, comments that are flagged for inappropriate behavior. It's less than 2%. And that's the, insane. Yeah, industry standards around 18%. Because so you also, there's a massive swing there. Yeah. And because you also, um, so some of the, some of the partners that you guys have already landed, you're on entertainment sites, you're on serious business sites. Uh, you will be on IT visionaries. I've been told, uh, we get a free version of this too. So we, yeah, we will. Oh, install. nice. Yeah. We'll install <laughs> we get a free version. Do we, get, do we get a free version? What do we get? <laughs> Uh, you get anything for you, Albert, of course. You can have a free bit. <laughs> we'll install it. We're going to install on IT Visionaries to give it a test run because it's. I think it's going to be pretty fun and engaging. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the system behind it because I'm assuming you are monitoring the crowd uh, similar to how like every other review system, like let's use uh, Airbnb, right? They monitor me as a guest. As I go from house to house to house, the common denominator platform is Airbnb. If my rating goes down on one publisher, it's probably going to go down on another publisher. I'm assuming that is true for Yappa as well. Like if I'm whoever I am, if I set up an account, if I get flagged a lot in one place, does that also going to impact me as I, let's say, move from domain to domain? Yes and no. Um, what, what we try to do is that, um, we set the platform up so that the publisher has a lot of control that they wouldn't usually have on another social media platform. You know, Yappa's, what, 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 how we try to approach Yappa, especially within a third-party environment like IGN or like Vihil, we want to put the publisher in control of their community. So, you know, a publisher can ban a Yappa user on their domain, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're banned on every domain. You know, gotcha. they're just banned on that particular domain. Now, Yappa does have master ban controls, so we, we obviously do have a, you know, we regulate the platform and, and you know, any sort of like bad actors that, that do show up in multiple different websites, then we absolutely do take, take action. But that hasn't happened in a long time. And we've been scaling for quite a while. And, you know, we, we haven't had to really take control of a situation that is, out of, you know, that the publishers can't handle themselves. So talk to me a little bit about what, the, what it looks like in regards to like the actual engagement rate. Because when I look at any type of internet publication, the comment section is obviously going to be a very small fraction of the total number of people that consume the content. And I'm assuming yeah. that the, the, uh, the engagement levels drop even further because of what you're asking them to do. They're not allowed to, like you said, they're not allowed to just type what I think. I have to actually leave an audio or video trace behind. What's the dr fall off like? And is it problematic? Like, give me an idea of how your publishers react to the engagement levels. So what we're finding is, um, in terms of the, the overall pattern, it, it's different for every publisher. You know, that's a fair thing to say in terms of depending on what the, the audience type is, depending on what the, the content type is. Like for radio, we're starting from zero. There's no such thing as a comment on a radio website. I mean, if you leave a comment on a radio website, how pretty sad is your life, right? I mean, so, <laughs> so, 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 so for us, it's like um, we're starting from zero. There is no comments on radio websites. Um, and when we started off in the radio vertical, it was a problem that we were solving in a different capacity than a problem that we're solving for the hill. You know, we're not trying to bring civility to a radio's website. No, what, would, what, what the problem we solved for them is you no longer have to pick up, pick up your phone and be on hold for 35 minutes paying $2.50 a minute to get your 10 seconds of fame. You can just now leave a yap on kissfm.com 
for the Ryan Secret show that's happening tomorrow morning, for, for let's say. And Ryan, and Ryan can then, from a radio perspective, they can pick and choose the best user-generated content to push to air. So you're no longer, so even from a rate, from a producer's perspective, you're not, you're not hoping that Albert Chow is going to, is going to say something that he shouldn't say and you have to dump him, you know, but that you're picking and choosing what makes it to air through the apps that you receive on a daily basis, for instance. Um, so it does, it does, it does differentiate according to the actual. So with IGN, IGN have about 100, 120 million page, pages yeah, a huge. month in terms of page views. Huge. You know, it's a huge, huge website. They have a robust commenting community, one of the most robust commenting communities. Yappa takes a small fraction of that. So, um, and then what we then do is we then start building and working with the publisher to look at ways to migrate and to promote and to also bring further exposure, especially with big big publishers like IGN. We work closely with them to, you know, and we, we develop different strategies to be able to engage their users with Yappa. And we also encourage them to use it in a way that um, they don't necessarily use text-based comments. And, they, and it's been working fantastically well for us with, with IGN. And, and um, I know I keep mentioning IGN, but it's, 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 it's because we have a, a big meeting with them this week that, you know, our whole company's just been working towards. So it's, it's, it's on the forefront of my mind. Listen, man, I've been there before at a startup point when you get that one big, like a big opportunity. Yeah. You definitely devote a lot of energy to it. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I am curious. So if I, if I were to have this for IT visionaries, for example, I could, let's say, mm -hmm. potentially introduce a subject or a guest or something like that and crowdsource questions. And then now I have the audio files. If it's a really high quality audio file, I like the question. I can now intercut it into my episode to make it a more yep. engaging experience loop. So I got to ask when it comes to user experience of like, is this hard to manage? Um, I'm trying to think, how do you guys try to, how do you guys think about how the users or the publishers experience this thing? Because as you know, producing content is often very much a time crunch based thing. It can be a big pain in the butt to, to make a show. It, it really can be, <laughs> it really can be. And what we found is like, you know, we work with Vox Media and, um, you know, one of the, one of the early successes in, in, in podcasting that we received was with the, um, was with uh, Scott, Scott Galloway and Kara Swisher's show Pivot. And um, their producers raved all the time about how we're solving such a big problem for them personally, because, you know, what the, the you know, to, to get audio, or user-generated content into a podcast, what they were doing was either getting the users to send in emails with audio clips that then they would have to then ingest into the post-production. They, they wouldn't even necessarily play it live during the recording. You know? And with Yappa, what they've done is you can download it straight from the website and, and, and clip it right there and then. And it's a much more way, it's a much easier way to aggregate your user-generated content because we actually transcribe what what the audience is saying or what any app is saying we transcribe it to text in the back end we then index keywords we then we can track keywords so for instance if you wanted to find a comment on your platform for an episode upcoming but you know you just wanted to sift through the library of questions or interactions that you've had across the last year for instance you can literally search it by keywords so if you wanted to find the question about i don't know third-party cookies. You can search third-party cookies within the Apple database and any comment that mentions third-party cookies in that type of way as a question will be offered up to you as a potential solution for what you're looking for. So there's ways in which on the back- I mean, you just literally saved hours of production hell right there. 
uh, just giving me the ability to search through all the comments, right and, uh, the audio clips without actually having to listen to them. That's that's already a big advantage. When I think about like how this is architected, um, and I don't know how much you can share. Talk about like I guess the the early stages when you were starting to build this. Um, one of the things that we know a lot of developers now have access to that you know is they try to rely on other services to kind of like piecemeal together like their vision, and then as they kind of figure out what is available, what works, they can start honing in on what their unique unique selling proposition or unique product proposition is going to be. Talk about the early stages of building this. How did you come up with this concept? What were your first versions? How did, what did you rely on to get this to market? Sure. So um, I, I start, we started this, this journey around 2015. Um, me and my business partner, Jennifer, we just come out of a, we just recently exited from my previous um, venture. And we wanted to essentially solve this problem of toxicity. Um, the first iteration was actually an app. And the app was like Instagram with audio comments. That's the closest way to describe it. And we got about 15,000 users on launch. Um, and then we started hitting the ceiling and we got into some focus groups and we really wanted to understand what they liked, what they didn't like about the product. How could we improve and what areas should be agile enough to, to make a pivot? And one of the overarching feedbacks that we got was, oh, I love this, but I wish I could use it on Facebook. I wish I could use it on ESPN. I wish I could, you know, basically, I wish your technology was available in areas where I already socialize, essentially. The, you know, I'm going through app exhaustion, a social media exhaustion, yeah. where I don't want to have to open up a new account, onboard all of my followers and do all of that stuff. So that's why we pivoted to, to really bring the technology to the end user and to the environments in which we would like our tech to be used. And, and thus came the widget. And we built the MVP, which was just literally the, the minimum bare bones of the product. And we put it out there for some feedback and to get market validation. And once we then started seeing that traction, once we started seeing that validation in the market, um, we then kind of like piled, you know, went, went, on, a, went on a tour to racing capital and um, we launched officially back end of last year or back end of 2019. So do you envision Yappa becoming its own community or is it always going to be, do you think, a, uh, a supporting tool for existing communities? Yeah, yeah. Yappa will become its own community. Event. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to have to because right now, you know, some of the challenges that we experience um, that other social media platforms don't experience are because we're platform agnostic, because we don't have a central hub you know, like notifications. How do you have to serve notifications without an app or without a centralized hub? Well, we've kind of worked that out for 3.0 and I'm really proud of my team because we've done some really innovative things for the upcoming products that we're launching um, later on in Q1. But yes, the, the, question, the answer to your question is yes. We will be eventually having a central hub for your Yappa interactions and, and updates. Yeah, because I think about, like, let's think about like some of the fast moving subjects that are happening right now. Um, we'll use, we'll use wall street bets just because it was in the news, you know, just two weeks ago. Right. So I'm imagining if I'm using, let's say I'm reading some finance article, some finance podcast, they have Yappa installed. I see a user, big money 22 and he's, (laughs) and, or she is constantly talking and leaving these yaps. And I just find like her advice, you know, her foresight, let's say I find it super compelling. In other social platforms, like you talked about, like on Reddit, I could follow this person across any mm-hmm. community. And I think that's what, is that where you guys are headed towards where I could say like, oh, okay, I can see what this person is into financially, but maybe also in sports, entertainment, things like that. Uh, is that what your goal is to, to, to build out? 
Yeah. So in the new, in the, in the well, at the, at the moment you can follow, you can follow me on Yap. I can follow you. Um, oh, okay. And when, when you, so for instance, if I followed you on IGN and then you, you make a comment on, you know, Bloomberg.com, you make a Yap on Bloomberg, for instance, um, I will get a notification that you've made, you've just made a comment on, on Bloomberg and that sends that traffic to Bloomberg.com. So there's a unique, where that's the following aspect, it means something different for Yappa than it does for Instagram or for Twitter. Because um, for Yappa and for the publisher, you know, if you've got someone who's influential that has 15,000 followers, let's say for argument's sake on Yappa, and they make one comment on an article on people.com, people magazine, you know, then that sends a notification to 15,000 people immediately. That sends traffic to the website, which increases user session times and increases ad revenue. Um, and so with Yappa 3.0, we have, we, we've really focused on discovery, on following and implementing those social features that keeps every publisher that's on our platform connected in some way. So we do serve ads, you know, in terms of how we monetize, you know, so our platform sits on top of an ad stack right now and um, that we built, um, that we built ourselves. So that whole sort of following feature, keeping that connectivity of the actual platforms and knowing that third-party cookies are, on, you know, are potentially going to be going away at some point in the near future, um, Yappa could play a key role for these publishers to be able to, to really uh, access data about their users and, and stay alive, essentially, once third-party cookies, if people have their way and third-party cookies are removed. It's a fascinating point of view. I agree 100%, which is that the publishers themselves, they're the their number one thing that they dread, or I, I mean, I'm assuming they dread, is that the social networks themselves become the aggregators and therefore no one comes, mm-hmm. right? So like all news is just, you know, read on Facebook or read on Twitter. Right now, you know, if Twitter, if Twitter built a tool where instead of sending traffic to your site, it would just open the article inside of Twitter, like I think publishers would freak out <laughs> because publishers would freak they would out. just freak out. They'd be like, oh my gosh, this is, what is going on here? But your, your point about publishers constantly wanting to get ways to get customers or viewers, users, consumers, whatever you want to call them back to their site. That is true. 100% publishers cannot, they don't have enough tools to bring people back. That's they, they're losing them left and right. What I found interesting about your perspective is here, this idea of the data, the data capabilities, because right now if for example, let's use, we'll just use Facebook just because we mentioned it. Like if I rely on Facebook pixel, I can say, for example, I want to find people who are interested in finance. I can find people interested in, uh, you know, cars. I'll just make that up video gaming Mm -hmm. and I can go target them. Are you going to, is the end game for Yappa to build an advertising net? Like you already monetized through advertising, but is that what you, is that the end game is to continue to build out your because you have this rich data that you make your ad network more valuable, or is it something different that you're looking to build out ultimately? Well, we've got, we've got, we've got, um, you know, uh, some big ideas and some big, uh, you know, milestones that we would like to achieve this year um, and moving forward, which see multiple revenue streams uh, being established, not just, not just ads. And we don't want to rely on ads. The ad industry also has taken a massive hit um, in, 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 in the last 12 months. Um, and it's kind of in a state of flux. We don't quite know what's happening in the ad industry right now. A lot of bad actors are being ex- uh, bad actors are being expunged, and um, um, a lot of the big boys are starting to take up a lot of the market share that they didn't have before, especially within the agency market. So ads, it's great, and it's it's provided us with um, a way to be able to subsidize the running of the business um, as well as make make some profit from the get go. You know, unlike other social media platforms like WhatsApp or like Snapchat, where they kind of built their 
built their user base and then were trying to figure out how to monetize them afterwards. But that's when they've essentially given away all of their most valuable assets for free. So with Yappa, we, we didn't want to get, get into that position. We wanted to quickly get and determine a value for our, for, for our product and a value of, um, per user that, that we can determine through the revenue that we can generate. And um, the Yappa is quite a smart thing for us because we don't necessarily, we're not just relying on Yappa's actual user base to be able to monetize. We monetize anybody that, that lands on IGM.com, for, for, for example, you know, or, or any other website that's got Yappa installed which gives us a greater scope for revenue um, whilst building the platform and whilst giving us the room to be able to grow and develop these products and not have to, you know, swim with the sharks in Silicon Valley. So one of the things that I remember that was a challenge, I guess, when it came to social media is because we were, so to give you a little frame of reference, uh, in my background, we we were I was at a social media software company. Uh, it scaled pretty nicely. We were very data centric, but what we found was like the scaling of data data created was just mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. The amount of the amount of like server capacity processing, everything that we needed to continuously continuously uh, scale with the audience. Is that something you're nervous about or how are you preparing for that? Because, you know, the reality is if you, as Yap, it becomes even more, let's say adopted as, as adoption rises, your, your data load is going to be actually increasing exponentially. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. I mean, just if you look at this, you know, if we consider ourselves like in the commenting category, you know, running Yappa is considerably more expensive than it would be to run Discuss, you know, you know, a mi- 1 yeah. million text-based comments takes up about 10 megabytes, you know, 1 million yaps, you know, <laughs> you're talking about a lot of data there that you need to transfer. Exactly. Securely. One audio file. I, I record audio intros. I record audio intros for this podcast that are like 20 minutes. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's why it was important for us to establish that, that revenue model from the, from the, from the beginning, you know, it releases the pressure valve for any startup, if you can find ways to be able to establish a revenue model from early, even if it's just, you know, the first stage of a revenue model, it's, it's something that's important because it keeps you in control of your business. It keeps you in control of the cap table, keeps you in control of, um, of, of uh, the direction that your company is going financially. So for us, it was, um, it, it was important for us knowing how much it costs, you know, to run this company and how, you know, what the burn rate is at the moment. And the fact that we've got like 48 employees at the moment and, you know, it's, it's you know, going through a pandemic. We were, I think the foundations that we laid for the business paid dividend across the last 12 months, knowing that we, we, we've been living in such an uncertain time. You know, we haven't had to reduce our staffing. And in fact, we've been scaling our staffing. Uh, we've, uh, in the last awesome. 12 months, I've, I've, I've hired about 25 25 new staff members, um, and it's uh, it's it's been a process that has allowed us to be able to do that through the revenue that we generated on ads, which was yeah, also pleasing no, for awesome. the publisher as well because they get new ad revenue. You know, we we split ad revenue really with every publisher that we work with. No, that's fantastic. Then the, uh, the one of the things I was thinking about for your business is, you know, I'm curious about this because this isn't quite so much about Yappa as much as your like vision for the future. One of the things I think about when I think about these communicate, let's call them communication platforms, social media platforms, you can call them whatever you want. Yeah, there's a there's a huge there's huge winners, but there seems to also be like people move. You know what right. I mean? Like people move from platform to platform. Some stick, some don't. I remember at one point, like, what is that platform? Like Yik Yak was, Yik Yak was one huge. of the fastest growing. Yeah. Secret at one yeah. point was one Secret, of the fastest yeah. growing. That's when that was the whole Obviously sort of like anonymous did. texting thing. 
was. You know, yeah, around, around yeah, college yeah, campuses, was... yeah, the ring fence, comments, telehandle, <laughs> anonymous texts, and then all it takes is for one kid to die, and that's it. It's a wrap. You know, and that's basically what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> right. Google, famously, they gave it a try, Google+. Plus. Uh, but, <laughs> but these communities, they, they rise and they fall. They do rise and fall. Yeah. What, do you think, what do you think it takes to maintain stickiness? Like, what do you think it takes to maintain that constantly building community? Because, you know, I think it's proven that people will move platforms if another platform is a better. Like, what, in your mind, what, is it, what does it take to build great communities? I just want to hear directly from you on that, on that subject. You know, we 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 set certain certain points of inflection that we that that are considered red flags. For instance, you know, if the, if we're seeing a certain dip in usage in a certain vertical or in or a certain website, you know, we would take some type of indication from that according to the data that we're receiving. Um, but in terms of how to maintain stickiness, it's really about being agile enough and also humble enough to be able to follow and listen to your users. Yeah, um, we 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 host focus groups on a regular basis. We communicate with our audience. We try and get as much helpful data from our users as possible to be able to allow us to make as least amount of assumptions when we're making our decisions. You know, we want to reduce the amount of assumptions we're making um, and and try and apply critical data to every decision we're making as much as possible. Um, and that kind of like leans towards that whole. Sometimes as as founders, we get tunnel visioned, especially in tech, and we think that our way is the right way. We feel that because we feel this tech is so cool or this feature is amazing, it's going to work. And we don't bother taking the steps to validate our assumptions. And I believe stickiness can can get lost very easily if you start validating your assumptions. So let me ask you a question. What, uh, what are some of the things that you've noticed in data that surprised you about Yappa users? Um, some of the things. That, yeah, um, the, this is good. You already laughed. So, I mean, I'm... <laughs> Hopefully, it's, hopefully um, it can make there. Well, I didn't know Kanye. Uh, well, okay, I didn't know Kanye West was so popular amongst Yappa users because Kanye West was trending. And what we, you know, I every morning I wake up, I log into the admin and I look at sort of like what are the most, you know, what are the trending phrases and topics and conversations that are happening right now. I think Kanye West had like a streak for about fifteen weeks or something like that. It was long, you know, where he was very he was talked about a lot. He was talked about a lot, even more so than Trump, which is a massive, massive achievement because Trump <laughs> Trump took the airways for the last four years. So, you know, and so you know what? I find interesting things every single day that I that I jump onto our back end and I sort of like have a look at, you know, what conversations are happening. Some of the most unbelievable or crazy conversations. There was this one time we we set up this um during the beginning of the pandemic, we kind of set up this uh this, um, and this is kind of like a unique use case for us, where uh, with Big Boys Radio in Los Angeles, um, we set up this town hall where they wanted to reach out to local Los Angelinos to find out how the pandemic is. This is when the, the first lockdown happened and it was a shock to everyone. But back in, you know, <laughs> in March last year, it was a massive shock. And so they set up this town hall on their website to be able to sort of like, you know, reach out to us, let us know what your problems are, how it's affecting you. And we got such an overwhelming response. People were like literally taking videos of like their parents in their living room dying, you know, and stuff like that. Or pregnant, you know, pregnant women who have lost their jobs. They've lost, they don't, they didn't get a stimulus check and they were stuck in their house. They had no job. Being super vulnerable. Yeah. And super vulnerable. You wouldn't do that on a text, on a text-based comment, you know, in a public format. You know, and that shows in terms of how Yappa has the ability to be able to convey empathy in a way that text doesn't. 
to be able to bring that emotional connection in a way that a text-based comment doesn't either. How many times do you get misunderstood in 150 characters on Twitter? hundred percent of the time, because sarcasm is impossible. It also, it's impossible. You gotta know, like, <laughs> exactly. You gotta also know the spirit of the person, right? You gotta know the person's personality to even like know how they talk. I, I know, for example, I type very short because I just don't want to type very long, eloquent things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, I, I totally hear you, dude. Uh, you'll never the, the the number one thing you can type probably that offends people is the word no. If someone's, you know, someone writes to you and you just, no, they're like, what do you mean? No, it's like, no, I, di- I disagree. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't want to explain it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's like a hundred different ways you can say the word no. <laughs> you know? So yeah, we end up sort of like, you know, making, you know, multiple bad decisions. <laughs> we end up failing. At least we improve some people's lives, you know, <laughs> and that's a, that, that, that's, a, that's a real personal achievement for us. I also wanted to ask you your opinion on other social platforms that are hot. Um, kind of want to hear your opinions on why is it working so well. Um, so right now, all the rage is Clubhouse. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I don't find it interesting. I tried it. Uh, that, but that doesn't mean anything. I am notoriously late at adopting anything. Like, I don't sure. like I'm, that's how I know I'm old because when yeah. I see new technology, I just roll my eyes. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, oh, geez. I just don't have the I'll energy the to dispense to even go through the onboarding process or to go through putting, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. I get pitches and people are like, oh, it's going to gain 10% more efficiency. I'm like, man, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but when I, when I think about Clubhouse, it's yeah. very much all the rage. I'm trying to put my fingers on why it's so popular. Um, what, in your mind, I can think of a cancer? few reasons why Andreessen Horowitz, there's one. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, well, that's the people on it. Yeah, that's not the platform. That's the people on it. No, that's the people invested and in who have influence. You know, there's a lot. You know, I, like, I've, I've tracked, I've tracked Clubhouse for a while, and you know, when it, you know, it's it's been a fa- it's been a fascinating thing to see unfold. Um, you ask me sort of like, what do I think about it? I think it's I think it's a great platform. I think it's um, it, it has definitely found a a corner of the market that the potential is there for it to grow. There's a lot of you know early early pain points, but it's very early in their development right now, you know, so I expect them. But why do you think it's so sticky? I guess I think it's since you, since you're a master of content, well, why do you think it's, so I think sticky? it's so sticky because they've kind of looked at the, they've taken that, that magic, that television, traditional television format used to have in terms of live now. And you want to have your eyeballs on it to witness what's happening live now. And it's kind of, they flip that into an audio format. And um, that's kind of like a, a pro and con for Clubhouse because, you know, if you ask me what's the difference with Yappa, well, you know, we, you know, with Clubhouse, what, what tends to happen at the moment is if a room started at 7 p.m. and then I join at 7.45, more than likely the value of that content has been diminished dramatically for me as a use, end user. Mm-hmm. You know, joining 45 minutes late, what can I do? So it relies on me being available at a certain time you know, on a certain day, which can be problematic, which television realized, you know, which is why it went from live long form to, to on demand. The app is kind of like the Hulu of audio because we we are able to, for you as a user, you don't have to be there in the moment, you know, with Yappa conversations. You can pick up a conversation, you can jump into it and jump back out. You can jump in again tomorrow, jump back out. It, it doesn't require your absolute undivided attention to basically find out you know, what the elixir of life is or whatever is, whatever you're into type of thing. 
No, yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, I'll, it'll be interesting to see how it grows. I think that the uh, definitely having heavy hitters right out the gate on the platform makes a big, big difference. Yeah, but uh, you know, we've also seen, you know, like when I think of, we've seen like the the value of heavy hitters also wane. Uh, I know, like mm-hmm. for example, when I mean, I'll go to music right when title first came out jay-z's like my catalog's exclusive title well that didn't last like, you know I, mean? <laughs> like I, I wouldn't say necessarily the influence of heavy hitters is wayne i just believe that there's different ways to leverage their value now and one of them is not launching a, a streaming platform to you know spe- you know like for instance with title spotify is just a better product it's got nothing to do with whether or not i like jay-z's music or not it's just Spotify was a better polished product and that's what it came down yeah. to. It didn't matter how much Jay-Z wanted to tell me it wasn't or that I should give him my 10 bucks. Uh, it's just a better product. <laughs> so I'm going to use the best one. Well, that's what it. happens, right? So like right now, yeah. I think Clubhouse is it's Clubhouse has its mechanics and it's got heavy hitters on the platform that definitely draw a huge audience and people like enjoy listening to the shows. I don't disagree with any of that. I think I do agree with you though, that we are just more we are more likely to want things on demand because that's like our habits are now forming there. So someone is going to take that and make it more on demand. I think, I think we will always gravitate like kind of what you just alluded to. The best product is always going to pull the most audience regardless of who the, because the creator will go there too. the creator. If I'm the creator of this and all my audience has moved off this platform and it goes to another one, it goes to wherever it goes. Yeah. I'm going to create there too. They're going to create that too, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, ta- ta- talent and influencers notoriously follow the follow the audience. You know, that's, that's that. there you go. Yeah, exactly. Well, Kieran, it's time now for the lightning round. The lightning round is brought to you by Salesforce Platform, the number one cloud platform of digital transformation of every experience. This is where we ask you simple questions so that people can get to know you outside of your world at Yappa. You ready? Mm, okay, I'm nervous, but I'm ready. No, you're, you should be fine. We don't ask you anything super personal. All right. So where you okay. have an accent? Where are you from originally? I'm from London, England, originally. There you go. <laughs> what is it like moving? What's the biggest difference between living in London and now living? You, I believe you live in sunny California, but don't say the weather. I do live Dude, in don't tell me the weather. Obviously, I, the weather's different. <laughs> okay. I'll choose something else. The tacos. <laughs> <laughs> What's something unique that uniquely American that doesn't exist over in London? Uh, obviously, American football. <laughs> I mean, culturally, come on, man. Culturally, uh, cult- culturally, that's uniquely different. Um, okay, well, um, I don't know Americans know how to make amazing pizza on both coasts. Uh, like on the West Coast, I found some incredible places for pizza, and obviously, New York is like mecca. But we don't have anything like that in the UK, unless you know you're going to tell me differently, and you've been to the UK and tasted a, a New York slice. But nope, not I've at only all. been something in listen, the world. I joked, I joked with Richard. I've been to the UK a couple times. I had, I, I loved, it, loved it there. The the one thing I didn't understand though was how to get around. Getting around was London is the hardest city I think to get around. I've, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Have you not tried to get around in California? Like Uber saved that city. Period. There was no, there's no transport links in Los Angeles, buddy. All right. So if it wasn't for Uber, you'd still be hailing taxis, which are never available. That is true. I think we have quite a good. Yeah, we've got. Quite I a once accidentally walked through Skid Row. I, I straight up walked through Skid Row with my mom. She was yeah. super nervous. She's hanging on my arm. I was like, "Hey, don't look at anybody. We're gonna go straight through this thing." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she's like asking me for should she should back out like should we back out i'm like hey no we're going for it we're going <laughs> oh my lord yeah that's a that's that's a yeah <laughs> I, so i would yeah so i i disagree with you there mate <laughs> <laughs> no problem so you seem to be very into the arts uh what's your favorite music what do you like to what do you like to listen to what do you like to watch give us an idea of what your tastes are when it comes to entertainment oh okay um I'd be here for hours, buddy. I mean, I, I grew up on rock and roll. Um, uh, like, you know, my first my first concert was Linkin Park. Um, but I'm into absolutely every type of music. I love rap. I love I love jazz. I love country. I, I'm I'm a bit of a muser myself. I'm passionate about music, and I I listen to far too many different styles for for sure. To, to even categorize me is impossible. You know, I'd, I'd go toe to toe with you on that one. Sounds sure. good. Um, in terms of sort of like movies, what I watch at the moment, I'm actually watching Zero Zero Zero, which is that new show on Amazon Prime, which I'm really, really surprised how well it is. It's really good. It's like Narcos, but the Jeff Bezos version. I would check that out, but I believe I'm the last Prime holdout. I told you I'm a late adopter. I don't have yeah. Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, okay. <laughs> Do you have HBO Max? No. <laughs> okay, fine. I got okay, little well. kids, so I got Disney Plus. <laughs> you got Disney Plus. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, WandaVision is good as well. I haven't checked it out yet. Check that out. If you like the Marvel Universe, yeah. It's very and then for to blend a little bit of your personal taste plus a little bit of work, tell me about a Yappa community that you think is worth checking out. What's like a surprisingly vibrant Yappa community? A surprisingly vibrant Yappa community. Some, okay, so this is going to be very surprising, but there's a radio show called The Woody Show uh, in, in Los Angeles. And if you go to thewoodyshow.com, they have a surprisingly interesting community. They just they just create these random conversations about things that you just wouldn't expect. What is the show about? <laughs> if you check out their What's page, the show about? Well, they've kind of got like a cult following. It's, it's almost like satire, humor, humorous viewpoint on society and world news, essentially. That's kind of like what their show is about. And they just basically troll everybody. Um, and these guys are hilarious. So they do it in an old school way. So not in like, you know, the I'm going to kill your mom type of troll, you know. So, um, but they, they've got this really dedicated community that really gravitated towards Yappa and they just use it when they're not on air, when they're on air, any time of the day, you'll find a conversation happening. On the well, there you go. On the booty if you want to know more about Kieran, you can follow him on LinkedIn. We're also going to link up your Twitter in our link below. And we are going to install Yappa in IT Visionaries for anyone who wants to give this platform a try. Kieran, thanks for joining us today yeah, on I'm the excited. show. Thanks for sharing your, you know, the, your love of pizza, the lack of yeah, the do. love of navigation. Yeah. As you say, LA is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> the love of music yeah, yeah. all the loves i appreciate you joining us to this show and i uh, look forward to seeing how yappa evolves i'm pretty excited about installing this platform to see if we can get some more engagement ourselves perfect perfect well let me know if you need me help you you got my contact details so I'll, I'll definitely we'll make richard install it richard, <laughs> absolutely make him install it exactly <laughs> cool oh it's been a pleasure it's a pleasure speaking to you IT Visionaries is created by the team at mission.org and brought to you by the Salesforce platform, the number one cloud platform for digital transformation of every experience. Build connected experiences, empower every employee, and deliver continuous innovation with the customer at the center of everything you do. 
Learn more at salesforce.com slash platform.